I don't know if you guys noticed last week or not, we had a huge stink in here. <sighs> Come on, just be truthful. There was a big stink in this room, and, I, and, and we just trying to figure out what in the world it was. And I thought, man, what, what is that coming? What is that? And I finally found out that there are two sewer lines back here, right underneath where Brooke is. <laughs> and one of, them, <clears throat> one of them had a cap on it, but it wasn't sealed. They didn't glue it. And so I'd figured out, you know, I, could, I know what sewer smell smells like. I've, I've had to wallow around in it for years. And so I thought, well, that's what that is. And sure enough, the, the cap was just sitting down on top of it. So I went and got me a, a different cap and sealed that thing off. Now, yes, now, now there's, there's you, we got to turn this around and make something out of it, right? How many of you know that you got to seal the stink off in your life? Huh? You got it. You got it. You know, sometimes that stink will rise back up in your life. It comes in the form of people. It comes in the form of, of uh, depression. It comes in the form of, of just, it comes in the form of all kinds of things. Put the cap on it and seal it tight and don't let it come back up. Amen. <laughs> Get that stink out of your life. Go ahead and say it with me. Get that stink out of my life. Amen. How many of you remember, there's a story, I believe, in Mark 9, where Jesus uh, walks up to the disciples, and the disciples have been trying to cast a demon out of a young boy. I believe this is Mark chapter 9. You may, don't, don't, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, they come up to him, and they say, you know, nothing's working. Nothing's working. And Jesus said to them, I am so tired of you, you faithless generation of people. Let me remember that story. Where is he? And of course, he goes to take care of it. These were the disciples, the original disciples. They said, Lord, we can't do anything with this kid. I wonder if Jesus were here in a physical sense today, if he would say, I am so tired of you, you faithless generation. What would he say today? Because it seems as if, you know, we have everything in front of us. We have everything we need. And yet, we're not even preaching about faith anymore in church. Because, I mean, it's like, hey, I'm going to teach you everything else but the basics of what you need to know. And the Lord has really been leading me back to, to, to teaching basics. Because we tend to remember or tend to forget really what we're supposed to be living by. And did you know that the Word of God says that you're supposed to be living by faith? You remember that old song, I'm living by faith in Jesus above, trusting, confiding in his great love. You guys are looking at me like you never heard this. Dwayne, you heard this. (laughs) Safe from all harm in his sheltering arms, I'm living by faith and feel no alarm, feel no alarm. How many of you have never heard that song? No, have never heard that song. Tim and Darla, I want to I want a duet from you next week. I want you to learn. Huh? How's that song start? Amy, do you know that? Well, I, I want a duet from Tim and Darla next week. Okay. <laughs> And since Delana knows it, you can add in Dennis and Delana because Dennis is a bass, and so you, can, you guys can just... 
living by faith. Guys, we're not supposed to go looking for faith when there's a problem in our life. You realize that? Because a lot of times we do that. We tend to just, oh man, you know, when something happens in our life, when there's a bad time in our life, we just go and we try and we got to get the faith to get through this. Guys, we are supposed to be living by faith every day. But if we don't know what faith is, how can we live by something that we know nothing of? And I've been thinking about this all week, and I was telling a story this morning to a couple of the guys, and those of you who know, I do a little heavy equipment work, and I was hired by this guy, and I thought he was, he was, he was uh, asking, I thought Jody had told him to call me, and so I for sure went out there, because I thought it was Jody that told him, because he said some guy named Jody told, <laughs> told him about me, and he said, I, I said, I usually don't do this kind of stuff, but I'm going to do it today because it's, this is my slow period, so I'm going to run out there and I'm going to do this. He wanted me to clear his land off. Had about three acres. And so I took my big skid loader, which is a bobcat. Those of you who know it's a bobcat, I took my bobcat out there and I got started and I thought, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or not. Because somebody had used this as kind of a dump, as, as a dump, and everything was under all these weeds. The weeds were this high and I couldn't see what was under them. And I just took off and I started cleaning this thing off and I was going and he goes, hey, can you pull this tree up? The job just kept getting bigger and bigger as the, as the minutes went by. He said, pull this tree up, pull this tree up, pull this tree up. And I'm out there just pulling trees up. He goes, can you knock that shed down? So I'm knocking the shed down. Can you knock this other shed down? Can you, you, know, can you cut this wire? Can you do this? Can you do this? It just started getting bigger and bigger. And so I'm going down through here, you know, skid loader, a bobcat is like a little tank, a little miniature tank is what it is. And, and I'm going down through the, the trees and I'm, I'm, I'm going down through all this debris and rubble and all of a sudden I see something up here. And it swings down and goes, spoom, and hits the side of the skid loader and the glass just shatters and just hits me in the face and in my hand. And I'm, I'm looking at this point going and my hand's bleeding and it's safety glass. Yeah, you know, it's safety glass, but it hit me with so hard of a pressure. I'm glad I had my safety glasses on. It hit me with so hard of a pressure, it just kind of, it jolted me. And I'm, I'm sitting there in this thing going, what just happened? And glass is just shattered all over the cab. And it's just, I'm just sitting there going, what am I doing? That's, that was my question. What am I doing? And the Lord said, you've bitten off more than you can chew. And so I backed up, got out, opened the door. Thank goodness I didn't, you know, because each glass in that thing's about $300. And so I opened the door and I got out and he's sitting there going, just looking at me like, I said, man, you know what? I'm going to have to quit. I said, I don't normally quit, but I've, I've, I've bitten off more than I can chew here and I'm going to have to go. And he looked at me and he knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. Because he could see the struggle in my face. It was just such a mess, such a horrible mess that he needed some bigger equipment. And I don't have what it takes. That was a big lesson for me yesterday. You know why? Because sometimes we tend to bite things off more than we can chew. And we tend to say, oh, well, you know, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Gina will testify to this. I've been doing this for years. I can do it. I can do it. And it ends up being a lot worse when I'm done than when I started. Anybody been there? So I loaded up, and I think he was a little mad at me, but I loaded up and went home. Told, my, told Gina and Sandy, and they just kind of looked at me and smiled. 
Man, sometimes we just have to realize that God didn't call us to something that, that we may be trying to do, you know? And we need to realize that and step back and say, okay, God, what did you really call me to? You know? I got to get that stink, that stink out of my life. Those things, those things that really just don't make a difference. And, I'm, you know, I'm truly talking about faith today. I know it doesn't look like it right now because I wanted to share that with you because sometimes we get involved in things that we shouldn't get involved in. I, man, I must really be speaking to somebody in here. Maybe it's just myself. You know, we say that we always preach to ourselves, right? But I must be speaking to somebody. So where are we today? What do you, how do you see America right now? Do you know that I saw in the news this morning that, that the economy in America is better than it better than it ever has been in the past 17 years. Past 17 years right now. There are more people working. The unemployment rate is the lowest it's been since, since 2007. There are so many good things going on, but yet America is in so much turmoil in other areas. We can't agree to a president. We can't agree to this. We can't agree to that. Everybody is, you know, if you say the wrong thing, you're going to get fired. If you, if, you know, you, we're just... I mean, if you're in the public eye, I'm talking about. There are so many things going on. So where is America today? Well, let's, let's look at what the Bible says. And I want, you, I want to see if you agree with me on this. Now, I'm probably not going to get through all of this. And, and you know, next week is our Christmas uh, service. So guess what? You don't have to get up next Sunday morning. Yeah. Unless you want to go to church somewhere else. The service is at 4.30, right? So we'll meet here at 4.30. Be sure to bring your friends. I know there's a lot of people planning coming on that service. They, there always is. So do not come here next Sunday morning. Be here at 4.30 in the afternoon. Everybody heard me right? Yep. Okay, Ethan, go to Matthew 24. Let's see how far we can get on this today. Matthew 24, 3 through 14. Now I'm going to go through this really quick because there's so many verses. And now it says, Now he sat on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? Now, what we're talking about here is they ask, you know, what's going to happen? What do you see in the future? What, what do you think is going to happen here, Lord? And he's not just thinking, he knows. So that's where we're carrying on this conversation. And what will be the sign of your coming and at the end of the age? Now, how many of you know we're in an age right now? We are in the church age. This age will end. And it's closer every day. Whether you're going to agree with me this morning or not on how close it is, it really doesn't matter because it is getting closer all the time. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Anybody see anything right now of where we're at? Huh? For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Do anybody see anything going on here? At all? Yeah. Are you afraid to look at this? 
And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures, I think it's as far as I want to go right here, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Guys, if you look at what's going on, now I just want to, I want to speak truth to you this morning and I want you to listen to the truth, okay? Because sometimes the truth is not just really all happy and joyful. But if you look at, if you read this today and you look at where we are right now, you can tell that we are in the end times. Now it said, he said right there that this is not the end, but this is the beginning of the end. And he's not talking about the earth blowing up. He's not talking about everybody, you know. Uh, this is the end of the church age, right before Jesus comes back to take us. This is the end of the church age. Now, it could be tomorrow, and it could be 100 years from now, 200 years from now. But we know that it's soon, and it is sooner than it was yesterday. And what happens is in the end times is things, listen, things do not get better. In this world, things do not get better. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you that this world is going to get better as the days go by. It looks like at this point, we're having a season in America of prosperity. And I believe 2018 is going to be a real season of prosperity. So you need to take these seasons and truly learn from them and gain from them. Is everybody hearing me? Because I believe that's what we're getting ready for. But there will be seasons of this, but overall, things are not going to get better. That's what, the, that's what the Word says. And we can make America great again. But eventually, Jesus is coming back. No matter how great America is. Okay? No matter what else goes on, the Word continues. So let me ask you this, as you see that, you see where we are, and now I've got half of you scared, and you're going, oh, I'm so depressed. There's no reason to be depressed. No reason at all. Because we live by faith. I'm living by faith in Jesus above, trusting, confiding in his great love. Safe from all harm in his sheltering arms. I'm living by faith. Lena. <laughs> We're living by faith. Not when something just comes up. Now, guys, you know, we, we have gone through a few, a few funerals here at this church. We've lost about five people just out of this church. But listen... Every time that, that we, we don't really lose them, but they just, they just leave us for now, every time things like that happens, it's, it's a little difficult to get through them for a while, but we have hope. And where does that hope come from? I think Stan's, his service is one of the best ones I've ever been to. 
And I love, I love speaking at that. I love one of the guys, one of the railroad guys, I was telling Sandy, he was sitting here beside me. He's a great big old stocky boy. I mean, he's a, he's a big boy. And, and he was sitting there beside me and he said, is it okay to sit here? And I said, yeah, it's okay. We've actually designated these three, these three pews for you railroad boys. And he said, then what are you doing sitting here? <laughs> so he did not know who he was talking to. <laughs> I said, I'm in charge here so I can sit wherever I want. <laughs> he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> love that kind of stuff. I don't know why, but I just love that kind of stuff. There was so much hope in staying service. So much hope because we who live by faith have hope because faith and hope come together. Faith are in, and hope are entwined, are, how do you say that? Intertwined together. So I'm going to ask you right now, everybody start just burning out to me, what is faith? We've got a long ways to go. What? Okay, evidence of things hoped for. Carrie's quoting scripture up here. Trusting God. What? Trusting God's love. Is that what you said? Believing in the unseen. Anybody else? I mean, because all those are right. What? Standing on the word when we don't understand. Well, I think we better go to the Word and find out what the Word says the faith is, right? So we're going to have to go to Hebrews, I believe it's chapter 1, is it not? Put it up there for me, Ethan. Now, now, we're, we're talking about the heroes of faith here. We're going to go, he's getting ready to tell us about the heroes of faith, right? It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed. By the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. How many of those verses did I give you? Huh? Six? Okay, let's keep going. By faith, Enoch was taken away, so he did not see death. How many of you want to go like that? I told, I told Gina, I am not going a regular way. I am going in a chariot of fire. No, he said he's going to be like a dog and go off in the field and disappear. <laughs> well, it all depends what day I was talking to her. You just, you, you've ruined my, okay. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. What a way to go, man. He just was not. Enoch was here, but then he was not. Woo. Before he was taken, he had the testimony that he 
pleased God, which by the way, what pleases God? Faith. One more here. But without faith, oh, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, what? Seek Seek him. Guys, let me tell you a couple of things of what faith is not. Faith and fear do not mix. They do not go together. We cannot live in fear and live in faith at the same time. You can see the faithless people on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, whenever we are so living in fear. And these are born-again people. I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of born-again people that are living in fear, which that does not even compute. That is not, that should not even be a possibility. Now, let me ask you this. Can a born-again person live without faith? Can they live without faith? They can. Even though the word says that God has given us, each one of us, a where does that faith come from? Where does faith come from? Huh? Come on. Where does faith come from? Okay, faith comes by hearing and hearing what? You cannot get faith any other way but by God's word. The author and the finisher. You cannot get faith by any... Guys, we cannot get faith just by listening to somebody on TV telling us their opinions. Faith comes by hearing Mark and hears his rants and raves. Faith comes by going to church every Sunday. Faith comes by giving in the offering. You see, because you have faith, you should be come to church on Sunday. Because you have faith, you should be given in the offering. Because by faith is which we live. So when somebody, listen, when you go to a funeral and somebody is, and I'm not picking on anybody here, but when you go to a funeral and somebody, there's, there's so much hope in a funeral that has a born again, that's, that a born again believer has, has moved on, has gone on, Right? Have you ever seen somebody go to a funeral and just wail and bawl and cry and whine and just keep going and going and going? Do you know where that usually comes from? That's not faith. Now, you know, each one of us, we're going to go through sorrow. I went through six months of sorrow with my mother. I mean, I have never been through anything like it. Some of you didn't even know that I went through it. And I went through six months of that. I could not, listen, I could not even go in her apartment for two months. I got, I found out that a pastor can get in depression and not even know it. Because man, I just entered into this odd depressive state and it it stayed with me even before she was gone and stayed with me after. And it took me six months to figure out that I was in depression. And I finally had to start seeking help. 
Now, we're going to go through those times, but you know what? Those times are supposed to end. Yes, sir. We, will, we will miss those people. We will miss Stan. We will, we will miss Cindy. We will miss those boys. We will miss, we will miss those people, but listen, we will move on in life because we live by faith. Now, somebody's going to tell you, you're acting like you don't even care about those people because you're still not grieving after. I have seen people grieve a death after 10 and 20 years. And that's, listen guys, that is not living by faith. I'm just, I'm going to put things right out there today. And then that way you can get mad at me and you'll be okay because it's Christmas. Have yourself a very merry Christmas. I'm in a singing mood this morning. Don't get mad at pastor because he tells you the truth. So go on and love him just like he is and tell him to have a merry Christmas. Well, we're not, we're not going to get anywhere near done today. So, hey, living by faith. Living by faith. We don't just go out and we just don't look for faith when things are going wrong. Guys, we live by faith. Faith and hope, and we'll, we'll just have to keep studying here, but faith and hope are intertwined together. When we understand what faith is, we have hope. That's why Stan's service was so hopeful. So hopeful because we have hope in knowing by our faith where Stan is right now. I have hope in knowing that when I leave, you guys are going to know where I am. And you're not going to, you're not going to, oh, you'll, you'll cry for a little bit because everybody misses me, right, when I'm gone. But you're going to be joyful because you know where I am. Amen? Amen. God is good. All the time. And all the time, God is good.